I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. There's something missing from my living room here tonight. There's supposed to be two handprints on the carpet, right there, right in front of this big black leather poppet chair I'm sitting in. Because that's where I used to do my push-ups. Almost every day I did them. The carpet's very soft because I like to walk around on my bare feet. And when you do that, you leave footprints. So when you do push-ups on a soft carpet, you leave handprints. It's a little weird. And my lady wonder wench always smooths out my carpet handprints when we have company. She says people think we're kinky enough without that. I hate doing push-ups. Everybody hates doing push-ups. I mean, you never see a guy doing push-ups with a smile on his face. I've been doing push-ups all my life. Got pretty good at doing them. I used to be able to do about 120 at a time. Unfortunately, as a Louie Louie generation guy, I have to admit that that time is long since past. Fact is, I used to challenge guys to one-arm push-up contests. I can always count on being able to do about 30 of them. That was until a few months ago, when our next-door neighbor Bernadette and her six-year-old daughter Emily were visiting, and Emily was doing cartwheels in the living room, and I said, hey, Emmy, you want to see some one-arm push-ups? And she said, sure. So I got down on Mr. Floor, and I pushed, and then I pushed again. And I pushed a third time, and nothing happened. Mr. Floor stayed right where he was. And Bernadette and Emily and my lady Wonder Wench were all standing there with their hands on their hips. They were rolling their eyes, and they were looking at me like, what are you doing down there on the floor? And I haven't left a handprint on the carpet ever since. dad used to do push-ups too. Sometimes when I was a kid, we did them together. We had to because we had to offset my mom's cooking. A sample of which, when fed to Canadian rats in a lab, stopped their hearts within 24 hours. <laughs> mom was a wonderful mother, and I'm sure she was a great wife, but a deadly cook. Then pow, I hit puberty, going 90 miles an hour. And all of a sudden it became very clear that Jeannie Campbell wasn't just a soft boy. Now, Eddie Kelly was my buddy. Eddie lived across the street. He was a year older than I was, so he knew all about girls. And he said, girls like guys with big muscles. So I said, wow, and I, I started doing push-ups big time. I was 12, and I figured I wouldn't have to be just another sock in the laundromat of life. Big muscles would make me a chick magnet. I pretty quickly learned a lesson. Even 12-year-olds can learn lessons sometimes. But I fairly quickly learned that the only chicks that muscle magnets attracted were the kind of chicks with metal teeth. <laughs> but, but the push-ups did pay off. I, I did very well in high school sports. Unfortunately, I went to an all-boys high school and we didn't have cheerleaders. Well, we did, but nobody paid any attention to them. Speaking of cheerleaders, 
what the heck does rah, rah, rah mean? I mean, ho, ho, ho either means Santa Claus is coming to town or you're saying three dirty words in a row. But rah? No offense, but rah kind of sounds a little bit like the opposite of left in Alabama talk. You know, like rotten left. I'm saying no offense because I don't want Alabama or, or any of you folks in the South to get ticked at me. And I really do like that Southern sound. And besides, if we ever have a second civil war, the South has 96% of the world's armored pickup trucks. And here in the North, we have bicycles with 20 gears. <laughs> like sports, especially baseball. And I've noticed that the ball players that they show on television commercials are always chosen from three different stages of their careers. There are the current athletes, you know, the guys that you're watching during the actual ball game itself. And and those guys do commercials that say don't do drugs. And then there are retired athletes. You know, the guys who still make the gossip pages with trophy girlfriends on their arms. And they do spots saying, drink beer. And then there are the old athletes, the guys who mostly speak at Rotary Clubs. And they do commercials that say, take this pill and you'll be so sexy that the FDA will approve you as temporary relief for nymphomaniacs. Three different stages of a professional athlete's career. Another thing about sports on television is that all the athletes, when they're interviewed in the TV news, they'll all tell you that artificial turf is the most dangerous stuff mankind ever invented. It causes accidents. And then, to prove the point, you know, the newscaster shows a video of some guy taking a tumble on artificial turf, and he's lying on the ground screaming in pain, you know, some bone sticking out of his leg. And then, the next part of the newscast, everybody's talking about securing the borders. I think we should combine those ideas. Think about this. Suppose instead of building some kind of a wall along our borders, suppose we spread a strip of artificial turf all along the borders. And then when people tried to run across, they'd all fall down in agony and lie there screaming, little bones sticking out of their legs, until the border guards came in their golf carts to take them away. Think about that. Then all the politicians could stand up and and we could all cheer and, and do the wave for them. When you come to think about it, illegal aliens have always been a problem here. Just ask the Indians. Dick's Details. A bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Humans are responsible for the deaths of as many as 70 million sharks a year. No wonder they're ticked at us. George Clooney's ambition was to be a professional baseball player. See that? He's a total failure. Right. A study in the British Journal of Medicine showed that men who had sex once a month or less were twice as likely to die as men who had sex twice a week or more. Do you hear that wonder wench? Dicks to Tales, they take your mind off your mind. (laughs) 
The ability to do one-arm push-ups isn't the only thing that can disappear when you least expect it. The same thing can happen to your dreams if you're not careful. There's a story about that in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. The story is called The Prince of Fantasy. Once upon a time there was a sometimes land where the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and hearts were warm and smiles were tender and friends were always true. It was Prince Fantasy's land, a magic place where you could go to close your eyes and watch for your name and lights and listen for the crowd as it cheers you on and feel and smell the hot breath of someone beautiful on your naked skin. You could taste soft, wet lips all night long. Long live Prince Fantasy. Blessings on his lovely land. I met you in his castle in the park. I was just passing through, I thought. Your hair was long and soft, dark brown then, and you walked with a high-heeled, head-tossing, easy, smiling self-confidence. You had your own apartment and your first new car and a good start on a promising career and a doll that you'd had since you were just a little girl. You let me touch the tender, empty place inside you that needed to be filled. You sucked my kisses in and nursed away my needs. And the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender and we promised that we'd be true I didn't expect to meet you there I thought I was just passing through I really didn't have time for love I was hard at work selling chunks of my heart and fragments of my dreams and the last few ounces of my self-respect to lady's success it was just one lovely summer and one amazing early autumn long ago it shouldn't matter anymore. Your long, dark brown hair would have silver streaks now. Do you still need your doll? Has your apartment become a house on the hill full of love and warmth and truth? Or did you and I make the same mistake? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it all away? Do you still have an empty place inside that needs to be filled? It took me all this time to find out that I do. It's a place full of loneliness and joy and magic and fear. And I can feel them all every time I wonder if you still go for walks in Prince Fantasy's magic park with your high heels and your easy smile, your little girl doll tossing your soft silver streaked hair. Or has it been too late too long since we were Fantasy's children? closing our eyes and watching our names and lights, listening for the cheers, feeling hot breath on our lovely naked skin and tasting soft, wet lips all night long. Would you care that I finally learned that the fantasy was real? When the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were bright yellow and blue and our hearts were warm and our smiles were tender. And now I know the magic was always you. 
That's The Prince of Fantasy. It's from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Now, I've been around for a long time, ever since the Statue of Liberty was just a little girl. I am a true Louie Louie generation guy. But I have been called upon at this late date to be a groomsman for my buddy Jeff. Jeff is a fellow pilot who stands about six foot seven inches, weighs in at around 350. I call Jeff Tinkerbell. <laughs> I get away with that because I'm a lot faster than he is. That's another story, anyway. I'm telling you this because yesterday was a turning point in my life as an ex-jock. I had to go rent a tux to do whatever it is a groomsman does at a wedding. Lena is the name of the attractive young lady at the tux store, and she dutifully took my measurements, which I will admit I kind of enjoyed. And she had me try on a jacket, which fit very nicely along my shoulders, but the jacket had enough room in the belly part for another groomsman, or actually preferably for one of the bridesmaids. I said, well, what can you do about that? And she said, well, we can move some of the buttons, I guess. She said, our jackets are made to fit most guys your age who have pot bellies. I cringed at that line, you know, your age. But then, then, she said, I swear, she said, but you have the body of a 25-year-old. Wow! I took Lena by the hand and dragged her across the store to where my lady wonder wench was sitting. I said, please, please, I beg you, Lena, tell her what you just said. And Lena giggled, and she said, I told him we could move the buttons. And I said, no, 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 don't, don't trifle with me. This collar around my leg could go off at any minute. So she giggled again, and she told Wonder Wench about my 25-year-old body. I was triumphant. Until my lady Wonder Wench put it into the proper perspective, I guess. She said, all right, you got a 25-year-old body, and you got a 4-year-old mind. And every woman in the store laughed. <laughs> but you know what? I think... Maybe it's time I started to put hand prints on the carpet again. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.